Hello, hello, and welcome back to Scoop FM, the official podcast of Shad Dynasty League, the only league that counts. I'm your host, Dan Belinke, joined, as always, by my co-host and friend, Devin Rambo. Devin, why don't you say hi to everybody listening at home? Hello, everyone. Thank you, Devin. Wow, it is so good to be back. We've missed you here at the Scoop FM studios in dreary Cleveland Heights, Ohio. Gosh, it's getting cold out. That's how you know the thick of the football season is upon us. So, let's get right to it. The question on everyone's mind, or at least the potentially seven of nine people that regularly listen to this, where the fuck are the podcasts? Where's the beef, man? Where's the juice? Um, yeah, we took our, our classic midseason hiatus with no warning. Um, not for a lack of stories. We've missed out on some incredible, exciting NFL news that we would have loved to cover. We would have loved to get our thoughts um, on the audio, out in the podcast sphere, for you to listen and for you to recognize how right I am in everything I say. Uh, but we just had... We had some technical difficulties. You see, we've missed the past two weeks. Um, if you're unaware, Demi Lovato's nudes were leaked, so I was, I was swamped. I mean, I had no spare time. I'm, I'm kidding, of course. I didn't, I didn't know if I wanted to tell you guys the real reason why we weren't doing the podcast, but I guess I'll just, Devin, do you mind? Okay. I mean, if you're all right with it, I'll, I'll tell him. Um, yeah. So. The first week that we missed, uh, it was completely, it was all on me. Um, I had a lot going on. I, I was working really late. There wasn't really any good night in my week to sit down and record the podcast. Before I know it, it's kickoff. So it, it was just all on me. Um, the next week we get together, and I'm really feeling it. I'm ready to do a podcast. I'm jazzed up. Uh, I'm excited to get back on the mic, and I'm excited to uh, see Devin. And so when I first offered Devin uh, the co-hosting slash producing job, of this podcast, uh, you know, I did it because I thought he was capable. Now, Devin's not entirely comfortable putting himself on the microphone. So we worked out an arrangement. I said, listen, we'll ease you into it. You know, you can be on the intro. You can work the ones and twos. You can produce it. And um, eventually, when you're ready, if you want to start doing some segments, you want to start contributing more fully, just let me know. You know, pop in um, at any time and stop me. So last week, we were getting ramped up to uh to get a podcast out and well wouldn't you know it Devin he wants in he wants to he wants to share something so I'm all for that and I let him do it but I mean honestly like you guys can decide for yourselves but just I don't know he kind of just threw the whole vibe off I I really just didn't like the energy that was brought with his take it just made me feel a little uncomfortable I didn't really feel like finishing the podcast that week. So it is, I mean, it's, it's on me. I'm the one that pulled the plug on it. You know, I could have powered through, but I just couldn't. Um, but you know, Devin, I think now I'm not doing this against his will. He's asked me to play this. Okay. He, he wants to own up to what he said. And I think that's smart. I think that's fair. Okay. So yeah, Devin, um, play the tape. Ah, okay. So what else is going on in Football America and Shad Dynasty League? What else do we got to cover here? Hey Dan, um yeah. I'm I'm sorry to interrupt, but no, would no you problem. would you mind if I just uh if I shared a little some, you know, some what I think about what's going on in uh in Football America? Um yeah, sure, Devin. No problem. Yeah. Uh just uh grab that secondary mic. I mean, it's good to hear from you. You know, I feel like uh You've done a great job producing this. Well, thank um, you. But I, I, you know, I'm, I'm excited to hear the co-host side of this. Um, so it looks like you prepared something. Yeah, just grab that mic mm-hmm. and um, this one. Yeah, and just make sure that you uh, don't get any of your uh, chew on. <laughs> All right, you're the boss. <laughs> so what's on your mind, uh, Dan? I gotta. Well, I just gotta say, Dan, can we talk about Cam Newton for a second? Uh, sure. I don't. I don't really know why. It's relevant. He's not even really playing this season. But you know, Dan. The thing about Cam Newton, mm-hmm. do you know what Cam Newton's combined record was over the past two seasons? Last year he played, um, I think, all but two games. Mm-hmm. Uh, this year he played the first two games. Would you happen to know what his combined record is over that time? Um, I'm I'm going to go out on a limb 
and just say not good. I don't I don't recall it being very good. Actually, I remember they were playing pretty well until that Steelers game seemed like just demolished him and then he got injured. Dan, Dan, it's a uh, it's six and sixteen. Mm-hmm. Now, do you happen to know what the Panthers record? Same team essentially. I mean, same team, mm-hmm. same supporting cast. Same running back, same receivers. Uh, haven't made a, a significant upgrade on defense. Um, mm-hmm. Do you know what that team's record has been under uh, Kyle Allen? Uh, I mean, I think they've they haven't you know they haven't lost a or, yeah they're undefeated right? That's right, Dan. They are undefeated. Now I tell you what, okay. I don't know about all this newfangled running quarterback stuff. Okay. See, I just feel like when it comes to NFL success, you can have all the flashy stuff, mm-hmm. but what it comes down to at the end of the day is throwing the football, staying in the pocket, and throwing the damn ball. Okay, and I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to talk bad about anyone. That's not my way. Sure. But I just want to say that team has looked a lot better since Kyle Allen has taken over. Well, I don't. I don't really know if that's fair. I mean, Cam, Cam was injured, right? Uh-huh. And yeah. I mean, when he's healthy, he could be a top five guy in the league. I mean, he he's an MVP caliber. Took him to a Super Bowl. Yeah, and, and Dan, what did he do in that Super Bowl? He got well, embarrassed by the damn Broncos uh, with Peyton Manning's noodle arm. Um, yeah, what's he done since that MVP season? I mean. How how can you say that's not the outlier? Look, I'm just saying, I don't want to get into all this who's got the better seal and stuff. I'm just saying this. When I look at those two on the field and I see Kyle Allen under center, it just looks right. Okay. It, it looks like the right thing. Uh, okay, Devin, I think we're we're treading into, <laughs> into some dangerous territory. Look, all I'm saying is I don't know what it is, but when I see... Christian McCafferty and Kyle <laughs> Allen together no. running that offense just Don't reminds me it. of the way things should be. You know how football was, Dan, how good football used to be played. Um, okay. All right. Um, I see where this is going. Uh, you know, what do you mean? Devin, I'm, what I'm, do you I'm mean? sorry. I'm actually – I can't do this tonight. What's the matter? Well, come on, buddy. we got a good show planned out. No, no, no. I just – I'm not really feeling it. You know, I don't really know what to say. I mean, the people, Come on. they can wait another week. It's not a big deal. Dan, is this is this because I disparage your quarterback? I know he's no. on your IR, but that's no. uh, that's pretty sensitive that's not to, it. To, to, you know, want to quit the podcast in the middle of it just because of that. No, it's it's not that, Devin. It's just, uh-huh. it's just me, man. I'm just, I'm not, okay. I'm not in it tonight. Let's just, let's call it a break and uh, we'll just, we'll get this next week. No worries. Well, I mean, you be the judge for yourself. Like, I'm a proponent of free speech. Okay, I, I really am. I think everyone should be entitled to share how they feel and what they think, even if it's wrong, um, even if it's ignorant, because it's important to have that discourse because if if someone is even arguing something that is illogical or flawed, it's important to hear how they're rationalizing it in their own heads so if you truly believe against it and you think that their point is invalid, then you have the ammunition to dismantle their arguments. I think that's really important for discourse, and it's a it's a pillar of our country, freedom of speech. So, yeah, I don't I'm not mad at Devin for saying that if that's what he felt. But I mean, you know, the last time we talked, we we joked about canceling Devin because of his profinity for. I mean, I'll just come out and say it. White quarterbacks. I mean, he. I don't. I don't want to say he said these exact words, but he essentially said that you know white quarterbacks are superior. Okay. And anytime I hear white and superior in same sentence, I'm out. So, you know, I think Devin is kind of coming to terms with some of his biases, and I think that's good. And I'm supporting him on that journey. Okay. This cancel culture is a little ridiculous. Like the guy made a mistake. He he. His mind was not in the right place, okay? It was a little ignorant. Uh, maybe a little more than a little ignorant. Um, but he recognized that, and he's consciously working on that bias. So we've made a deal. Devin um, is officially not canceled uh, under one condition. To prove his wokeness, to get back in the good graces of the Twitter mobs, 
Devin has decided. He's looked around the league. He said there are 39 quarterbacks rosters in this league. Eli Manning, Ryan Finley, Jarrett Stidham, all these backups that aren't even starting. Matt Moore. He said, this is ridiculous. You know, he himself spent a lot of money for Gardner Minshew, another white guy. Um, And so he's going to finally man up. And Devin is going to add Colin Kaepernick to his roster. That's right, folks. Colin Kaepernick has a job in Shad Dynasty League. Okay? And as a showing of good faith, in our matchup this week, Devin will be starting Colin Kaepernick in his Superflex position. And I applaud him for that, Devin. I, I really think you're on the right path. Okay, 10 minutes, and we haven't talked about anything yet. Ah, oh, there's so much to talk about. We have three weeks to catch up on. So we're going to try to do as much as we can, but we're going to condense things a little bit because we got to catch up for two weeks that we missed and this current week. Before we begin, though, quick hit, a couple NFL thoughts. I just want to tell you how right I am. Just listen to what I've been saying, and, and you'll, you'll understand what's going on in the league so much better. Let's think about one of my—you know how I, I talk about the teams that are in this league. So one thing I said about the Titans. I said, they'll be Cannon Mariota this season. Just you watch. They'll put in— um, They'll put in a Tannehill, and it won't really matter who their quarterback is because that's how their team functions. Look at what happened. The Browns. I said the Browns are going to be held back by poor coaching. I don't really believe. I've watched the Browns screw up plays a lot in my life, probably not as much as the Browns fans in this league. Um, but just one change of coaching doesn't mean you're changing that entire administration. All those people that are up in the booth giving bad recommendations. Um, and I think there was bad coaching. And it, it starts with Freddie Kitchen, but I think it's it goes deeper than that. And I said from the beginning, I think they should have kept Greg Williams and Freddie Kitchens. And I feel like more and more, that's proving to be the case. I mean, Baker's on a bit of a slump. I just don't understand why they aren't getting Nick Chubb more involved. Um, the Steelers, I said, this team has a rising young defense. And I never wanted, I never said that James Conner should be benched. I never said that Jalen Samuels was better than James Conner. I just said the great strength of this team is not in one work uh, horse back. We don't have a bell cow, but we have one of the deepest and most diverse running back rooms in the league. Aside from the Browns when Kareem Hunt comes back, utilize it, get creative. What do you fucking know? They, they listen to me, and now the winds are flowing in, baby. And, oh, this week, the Dolphins at home. While the Browns, they get the Pats in New England. There can't be, there's, there can't be like, <laughs> if heaven and hell exists, it's those two scenarios, baby. And guess what? We're tied with the motherfucking Brownies right now on a second and third string quarterback. And guess what? We're about to pop right over them. Leapfrog them, sons of bitches. And if we had beaten the Ravens that one week, bad luck, bad officiating calls, we'd be tied first in the division still if that's not enough evidence that Ben Roethlisberger would have routed this division this year then you're in denial the Rams even during the Rams win streak now go back listen to the tape the Rams are 3-0 and I said that week I don't know they just don't look that good to me I kept saying it because they didn't we didn't appreciate Todd Gurley enough in his prime. He was the fucking motor that made that offense run. Because you had to worry about his dynamism, dynamism, his dynamic ability, his explosiveness, you couldn't just go after Goff. You couldn't make Goff beat you because if he was in trouble, he could dump it off to Gurley and make magic happen. Without that, they're fucking lost. Goff is a system quarterback at best that's showing more and more. Um, and... It's just without that without that in your back pocket, they don't look as good. Now, very interesting trade getting Jalen Ramsey. Um, going all in two years in a row, I don't know how they're going to keep doing this, but I don't know. I mean, they might not make the playoffs. Now, there is a, there is a decent chance that they um, leapfrog the uh, Seahawks, but I definitely don't see the NFC East getting two playoff spots uh, because you figure— the Packers and the Vikings are both due to get a playoff spot. And if Detroit had had some better calls or their luck just turns around a bit, then, yeah, they could go on a little run and, and make a case for, you know, the second wild card spot. So I, I don't see 
two teams coming out of the East, um, the South, and that's possible too. The Panthers, I mean, the Saints are leading right now. The Panthers could easily get that other playoff spot. So I think very low probability that there's two wild cards out of the NFC West. So the Rams have to jump the Seahawks if they have any hopes of making the playoffs. Okay, hold on to your OCs tight. Let's look in recent memory who has put up a fight against the the Patriots in a Super Bowl. Okay, so we look around the league. We have um, the Falcons put up a fight, but in the second half, their defense let up like 40 points. They looked terrible. They looked gassed. Tom Brady was just gnashing them. Edelman was just eating them. And yeah, there were some critical first downs that didn't work out for the for the Falcons, but it really was, if you watch that game, the defense broke down. That's what happened. So, fast forward a couple years later. I think I might have harked on this point before, but I'll say it again. Matt Ryan is facing Jameis Winston, Teddy Bridgewater, and Kyle Allen, and he's in last place by a lot. They're one of the worst teams in the league. I can't get over how bad they are. It was Shanahan all along. There's no question. That offense has never looked as good. They're on their second offensive coordinator since. That was all Shanahan, and he's gone. Hold on to your OCs tight, unless they're Freddie Kitchens. You can let him walk. But seriously, wow. The Niners, I can't believe it. People don't really believe in them. They are, they and the Patriots are the only undefeated teams in the league, and people don't believe in them. They think for some, I mean, if you ask people who they're, who their uh, their playoff picks are for the NFC. I mean, there's some people that would list the Cowboys over the Niners right now. That's ridiculous. I think they look great. I think their defense is super legit. And even if Garoppolo isn't looking like a lights-out guy, I mean, is he looking any less capable than Brady's look this year? I don't think so. So what's the big deal? Brady can win a Super Bowl running the ball with fucking no pass over 20 yards. He didn't make a pass. He I think his longest pass last last year's playoffs, the entire playoff run, was 150-yarder. Other than that, there was nothing longer than 20 yards. I mean, seriously, you can win a Super Bowl that way. Another example, who's another team that actually put up a fight against the Pats in the Super Bowl? The Eagles. Fast forward a couple years later, the Eagles look fucking lost. Okay, some weeks it looks like they can run the ball, others it doesn't. Um, they're really severely in need of pass catchers. Zach Ertz and Dallas Goddard, I mean, the whole team is dropping balls. Alshon does not quite look the same. He doesn't have all the same bursts that he used to. They say missing Deshaun Jackson is a huge hit, but look, you didn't have Deshaun Jackson last year, and I felt like they were passing the ball better last year. Um, And JJR Sega-Whiteside has been a low-key, huge disappointment. I mean, for Eric, it's a taunting disappointment taking him, like, sixth overall which I think we all liked at the time. We were a little jealous, thinking that he was a sleeper. Um, but damn, yeah, that just, they need more pass catchers there um, on top of how bad their secondary is. Now, who, we all thought Doug Peterson was this great genius play caller, but then guess what happens? Their OC trickles away and sneaks in to go coach the Indianapolis Colts, taking the lonely orphan franchise that Josh McDaniels denied. And now look at the fucking Colts on a backup quarterback. They look great. They look outstanding. Hold on to your OCs tight. And that brings me to my final point. You're going to think this is odd. But now that Patrick Mahomes is a little banged up and the Chiefs' future is a little more uncertain than I think we recognize. I don't want to doubt Pat Mahomes' greatness. But if he doesn't come back healthy, fully healthy, and, and it doesn't sound like, it sounds like he needs a surgery and he's opting to do it after the season. One of those deals. Well, I know Cam Newton did that that one year, and that basically um, resulted in two bum years because he was not at playing ability for an entire year uh, and was just maybe like 60% of himself. Then he has a surgery, and he can't come back from it another year. So it's very realistic that something like that could happen to Mahomes, even though he's having a good recovery so far. Plus, their kind of inability to run the ball right now. I don't know. There's some red flags there. Call me crazy, but I'm going to tell you this in full sincerity. If we are power ranking the AFC, not in terms of who's the best teams, but who has the best chance matchup-wise of 
potentially vanquishing the Patriots. I'm going to tell you right now, my number one team on that list is the Colts. Okay, I don't see any other team in the AFC besides the Colts and the Chiefs, if they were healthy, that could do it. And I don't know if the Chiefs are going to be healthy and good by the time that it's by the season. I don't know if they're going to be able to get it done. I think the Colts match up really well against the Pats. And I think Frank Reich is really fucking good. I mean, everybody knows that. It's obvious. But seriously, I think they are a they are a great contender against the Pats. If get your parlay, get your get to the sports book right now, put Colts, Pats in the AFC championship. Oh, if you can get one of those special futures that's like Pats over Colts in the AFC championship, those pay out a lot. Get that. I like that a lot. Okay. That's enough of the NFL. We have missed so many weeks. We've been apart for so long, my dear. Come here, kiss me. We need to talk about your Dynasty League. So let's start with one of our favorite topics, trade talk. You guys wanted me back so badly, so badly, that you just fucking ripped trades off saying he can't possibly deny us a podcast if we make these fucking trades. And guess what, bitch? You were right. <laughs> um, okay, let's go through them. Um, so one of the first ones we had was Dave giving Dallas Goddard an $8 in fab and Bob gives Gerald Everett. So I think that's a pretty even keel trade. Uh, I think Bob got Everett for 25 so it's essentially like he bought Goddard for 17, which, yeah, I think that the market on either of those guys is fair. Um, you're, you're basically looking to, um, I mean, this is good. This is the kind of market for tight ends that I think is interesting to be tapping into right now. Like, we're obviously not at the top end. We're not at the Kelsey's, the Kurtz, the Ertz, the Kittles. Uh, we're not at that caliber. And, you know, we're not even kind of in the middle tier because those tight ends are either... You make a mega trade like Billy and Devin did to get a top tight end. Not many people are making trades for the middle tight ends because if you have it, you look at it as like, fuck, I just don't have to worry about this position. I have a middling guy. He's fine. Um, and if and if you don't have it, you're like, I don't know. How much capital do I really want to give up for a middling guy? So I think this is an interesting market that we're going to see tapped into more. These kind of guys who are maybe younger and it feels like the system might get molded around them in the next couple years, right? Like I was talking about um, Goff's lack of a safety blanket. Well, for most quarterbacks, traditionally, that's been the tight end. And a popular theory in the NFL analytics com- you know, community is that the reason why um, running back receptions have spiked lately, or sorry, why, what the fuck ever, don't, I don't care, whichever comes first, We've seen running back reception spike because tight end usage has been down, okay? That's what's been the shift, and no team more so than the Rams did that over the past couple years. If Gurley is questionable and they can't find someone um, as dynamic as him, uh, you could definitely see Gerald Everett filling in a very useful slot in this offense just like Austin Hooper is right now. Um, Dallas Goddard, same thing. Um, Seems like the Eagles like him. I have a Phillies friend and sorry, I have a Philly friend who's a fan of the Eagles in my life. He thinks Goddard is a, is a bum, but I don't know the pet, the potentials there. Ertz is old. Yeah, I get it. I think that's an even trade. I don't have anyone really out on top. Um, so Dave then traded $25 in a 2021 third rounder. Um, and Bob gave him MVS in return. Um, these two just love going at each other with trades. I'm not a big MVS guy. Um, I'm really not. I just, I mean, I think he's okay, but I don't think he's an alpha. I don't think that's what you're ever going to get out of him. Um, and I just, you know, to me, it's like, that might be getting like a Muhammad Sanu. Like, that that could be his ceiling. Um, yeah. So, but I guess you're not really giving up that much for it. Uh, Bob gets a little more capital, so... I don't know. I kind of slightly lean Dave's side just because I like getting the player and the pick is far out and late. But yeah, I'm not. Don't have a huge take on that. Okay. Now here's an interesting trade. So Devin gives Bob AJ Green and seven dollars in Fab, and Bob gives Devin DJ Moore a 2020 second round pick, whichever's better, 
between his and mine and a 2021 third. Now, how did he get mine? Well, he traded it to me for $29 in fab because I was broke. I emptied out the bank for Mason Rudolph and I wanted some cash. That trade, I'm going to give Bob the better side of that. Um, I heard people, some people said that they might have uh, given me a little more money than Bob gave me. So you could say that, you know, I didn't really tap into the market as well as I could have. But hey, that could be pick 20 if I win at all. So that's just more of an incentive for me to get going. Um, back to this trade involving AJ Green. Yeah, I'm sorry. I think uh, I think Devin just pulled the rug out from under Bob. I think AJ Green is a complete. I think he's washed. See, this people assume, and this is probably Bob's thinking, which is rational. Is this is a play of assuming that AJ Green is going to get traded to a contender, and will be more involved. Now, regardless of whether that happens or not, or not, really what the question is here is, is he just fucking done? Is he washed? I mean, A.J. Green is obviously leagues above Demarius Thomas, but we saw him get traded last year. Not much came out of it. Same with Emmanuel Sanders. He's traded now. We'll see if that really comes of anything in San Francisco. Um, but I just kind of think it's the end for A.J. Green. A lot of histories late into your career, it just feels like the retirement's coming soon, um, forced or not. And Dave or Devin getting DJ Moore, who I think is you know an ascending young talent, uh, probably will never reach AJ Green's ceiling, but you'll get you know more usage for more years. Um, and then capital picks for next year, for what supposedly will be a deep draft class. Okay, now the trade of the century, the moment you've all been waiting for, my trade. I gave Devin. Terry McScary, Miles Sanders, and my first for Le'Veon Bell and the second from Devin that he got from Bob, that Bob got from me, that could potentially be my pick if my pick is higher than Bob's. So maybe I get my pick back, maybe I get Bob's. Who knows, but I'm getting the higher one. So yeah, I don't know what you guys think about this. I love this trade, okay? With carry-on on the IR, and I made some... Pretty, what I thought were good moves in the offseason, trying to get, uh, you know, deeper talent. I moved Aaron Jones in a deal for Cam Newton. Uh, I moved Tevin Coleman in a deal for Chris Godwin. So I think I came out the right side of those. But gosh, when when on's on the bench, when or on the IR, when Mixon has been looking like Mixon, um, that's a very thin running back core. I thought I was potentially loaded. Um, I did make a nice pickup of Chase Edmonds week before he broke out. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, yeah, and Miles Sanders, I had high hopes. Hasn't really worked out. I knew Devin was a big fan. And the way I look at it was this. I, I like Le'Veon. I'm ready to accept him back into my life. It's okay. It's okay, Le'Veon. Come here. Come here. Look, you're my number one boy. No, no, no. It's okay. Shh. I welcome you back. Despite your past transgressions against me and my loyalties, I welcome you back fully into my arms. Welcome to a Bortle baby. Baby Enterprises, we're a great startup, and we're happy to have you. Um, the way I see this, if we redrafted that rookie draft today, Terry McLaurin would go no later than pick four. I believe that Kyler Murray would go first. Um, depending on who was in what slot, Josh Jacobs would go next, probably because he's a running back. Um, but you know, I would say the four, the top four for sure, I think would be Kyler, Jacobs, Daniel Jones, because you figure someone up there would be quarterback needy and was like, oh, hey, he's going to start pretty soon. He'll put up some decent games every once in a while. It could develop into something. And Terry McLaurin. So at worst four, I don't think he sneaks up to one. I think that would always be Kyler if we redrafted again, um, but potentially two or three. So, you know, I'm trading a top-ish pick, but if Le'Veon was in that draft, he'd be the 101. I mean, he'd be like the 100, like everybody would be getting him, right? So I'm doing that, and I'm giving my first. Now, if I win this league like I'm planning to, and Devin is in last place, then the difference or, and then Bob is in last place, the difference between that first and that second could be two picks. I mean, at most, it could be 20, which would suck, but it could be two. 
And then again, if Miles Sanders, if we were drafting today, he'd be a late second round pick. Now, I know Devin's big on Miles Sanders. I was too. Uh, I'm sad to see him go. I would have liked to have kept him on the team and see if he could develop into anything. But I'm just also worried about the Eagles in general. Like if they know what they're doing, they know what they want. Okay, that was trade talk. Wow, that felt good. Okay, let's get back into waiver wire wonderland. We never named that section, and now that we're this late into the season and we're already missing episodes, I doubt we ever will. Okay, so I want to just talk about three weeks ago, this might be cool, to go over um, some of the waiver wire pickups and how those worked out. So, Nick bought Chase Daniel for $26. At the time, I criticized it heavily because we didn't know how long he would start and we didn't think he was very good. Well, he's dropped him since. And remember that no one bid a dollar on that. It was a big whiff. Ouch. Drew got Muhammad Sanu for $10, beating Nate's bid of $7, okay? And yeah, that's good. That's worked out pretty damn well. I think if uh, Muhammad Sanu was still on the waiver wire and he got traded uh, to the Pats, I think that would have been maybe 20 bucks. So good value there, Drew. Uh, Nate got Geronimo Allison for $6, beating my $0. He has since dropped him. Bob whiffs $5 on Jimmy Graham, which I think has been respectable, and Bob's trying to build up a little tight end core. He's hoping that someone really pops. I've added Auden Tate for $0. Check the numbers. He's having a couple good weeks in a row on a very shitty team. And then Devin got Gus Edwards for free again, and he dropped him again. How many times are you going to bounce this guy on and off your team? You're fucking denising him. Just let him go. Let him live his life. Let him find a home. Either let him sink into the waiver wire and say, ah, it's so cozy down here, or let him find his way to another roster so he can actually sit for more than a second without having his chair pulled out from under his ass. Okay, let's go to two weeks ago. So two weeks ago on the waiver wire, Bob adds Gerald Everett for $25. He beat out Dave's $18, Eric's $8, Nate's $6, Bill's $2, and my $0 while I was broke. So yeah, but then remember, he trades Everett for Goddard and gets $8 back. Now Dave originally bid $18 on Everett. So Dave essentially gets Everett for $26. So yeah, that works. Um... Nick adds Byron Pringle for $3, beating my $0 bid. It's a good pickup at the time. We don't know if any of those receivers are going to pop, and and we still don't really know. It's just been the Chiefs are kind of a little stagnant, and then Mahomes got injured, so we'll see how that goes. Nate added Kenny Stills for $3, a whiff at the time, but now, shoot. I'm in a regular season league, and he went for like $30 on our fab, so yeah, good pickup. Nick added Rhett Ellison for $2. I don't uh, I don't really know who that is, but he dropped him the week before he had a breakout game. That sucks. And then I, the steal of the century, get Devlin Hodges for free 99. Well, if no one wants this duck, I'll take it. Quack quack, motherfuckers. Let's go. Let's go to the last week's uh, waiver wire action, where Bill adds Ryan Tannehill for $25. He beat Nate's bid of $25, a rare moment where there was a tie and it came down to the traditional way of inverse order of standings. So Bill gets the Tennessee Tannehill Titans all to himself. Nick bid 11, couldn't snag him. I wonder about that. I wonder if Mariota's gonna be put back in at some point. Like, that just might be the season. If you wanna talk about my misses, I think them getting a uh, playoff spot was probably a miss at this point. But who knows? I mean, the AFC West, I mean, it's going to be the Chiefs, probably not a wild, maybe not a wild card. AFC North might not have a wild card. And um, the East, no, the Bills, but they could fall. So, yeah, I mean, the South could get two. Who knows? Um, Nick at, Nate adds Fitzpatrick for $20. I swear he had him last year at a time. He beat uh, Nick's bid of $11 and Bill's of 8 Nick keeps bidding $11 on these quarterbacks. It's not working out. Um, Bill adds the Packards D for $2, beating Eric and Matt's $1 bids. That's good. They're pretty ascending. Um, I had a Benny Snell for free. Oof, and James Conner's questionable. Why, Dan, why are you always weak ahead, Dan? Because I fucking get it. Um, Devin adds Lazard for 0 he adds him for free following the tight the touchdown game. Um, but then in the process, 
to get Lazard. He drops Alexander Madison. I thought no one noticed. I said, oh God, I wish I had some fucking money right now to at least put $2 on him. Eric gets him for one the next day. He beat me and Dave's $0 bids. I like that grab a lot. So let's go. Wait, when the fuck did I get Chase Edmonds? I don't have it on here, but I got him for free because I have no money. So you guys suck. I don't think it was actually during an auction. I think it was just a waiver pickup. Okay. So this week, what's the moves? Nick gets Ty Johnson for $36. Why the fuck do you think I traded for $29? Because I wanted him. (sighs) Well, I don't know if Nick put that together. If he did, kudos to him for bidding the right amount. Bob... He beat Bob at $32, you fucking snake. You knew exactly what I was doing with that 29 and you just doubled up me a little bit. Put a couple just prices right in my ass, dropped $3 extra knowing I couldn't get him. So beat my bid of $29, also beat Bills of 22, Eric's at 20, Nate at 1. I just don't get who what the other guys here, why don't you just bid on him? The bid on a running back who might have a starting job, okay? That's just like rule number 1 in dynasty. Uh, Dave adds Matt Moore for $29. The next highest was Nick at five. Nick, you're lowballing these. <laughs> you lowballed every single quarterback. You can't get them, but you're going to pay fucking 20. Tw- you're going to pay d- 10 cents on the dollar. I, I don't know what the saying is. You paid a lot for fucking Chase Daniel. So I don't know what's going on over there. Nick adds Mark Walton for $10. He beat Devin at four. Could be good. Maybe he's a piece that uh, gets held over next year. I don't know how good they're going to be next year if they don't focus on that line. Um, Bob bid $3 on Bissy Johnson. And this is the first time I've ever heard of Bissy Johnson. I don't have the team in front of me, so I don't know. I got JD McKissick for $2. I beat Bob's bid of $2. Oh, but that's because he got Bissy, so that's why it happened. Um, yeah, so JD, who knows? Maybe Ty Johnson um, isn't the one. So JD, in your other leagues, I would suggest if you have a spot, stash him this week. If he has a better week, could be a trade target. Always, It's all about capital, baby. Always, always buying low. Um, and Devin gets Zach Pascal for $1, also chasing a big breakout game. Wonder if he can sustain it, Cotton. Okay, so I'd love to go through the matchups right now, if that's all right with you, in a little bit of matchup roundup. But we've missed so many, and I can't cover them all like that. I can't go every week and give you little nits and bits and details for you to just, for you to lick off your little fingers and, and you just suck your little toes and you look so cute and you have that barbecue sauce on the side of your chin. Just let me, I can't do that. So we're just going to say real quick, rapid fire, how you did over those two weeks that we missed, and then we'll move on. We'll go to this week, and it'll be great. It'll be terrific. So over the past two weeks, what did I do? I lost to Nate. My team has been low-key banged up. All right, Bill's injured reserve. Fucking everybody I have is just out, questionable every week, fucking buys. I'm, I'm really scraping the bottle of the barrel for guys to start here. Um, I lost an eight. That was tough, uh, but then I beat Bob. So going 500 over a stretch where you're pretty injured, I like that. Bob lost to Dave, um, and he lost to me. So 0-2, not a great two weeks. Matt beat Bill. Um and he beat Devin. And the week he beat Devin, he was awarded the We Just Want to Run Award for the most running back points. Give it up for him. That was off the back of Christian McCaffrey, Devonta Freeman, and Chris Carson. Suey! That was a lot of points that week. Nice job, Matt. Nicely done. Nicely done. Um, Devin lost to Nick in the match of the week. I wanted Nick to win that rivalry week so bad and pushed Devin down a peg, and he did. Congratulations. Um, And he also lost to Matt. Ouch. Two losses in a row. Not a good two weeks. Um, Eric put Drew in the fucking pavement, just made him eat gravel. Um, next week beats Bill too. So nice 2-0 and run for a guy who's held the most points scored in the entire league pretty much all season. So that's exactly what he was looking for. Getting a couple breaks, that's good. Um, Bill lost to Matt and Eric. There's not a lot of movement outside of the playoffs, so he's staying pretty stagnant. Um, still not far back enough where it's inconceivable that he couldn't pop back up there. Um, Dave beat Bob and Nick. A nice 2-0 run, trying to uh, you know solidify his place up top. Nick beat Devin, as I mentioned. He lost to Dave, so one step forward, one step backward, kind of remaining stagnant. Um, 
Nate beat me when I was depleted as fuck. And then as the first place team beat Drew, who's yet to have a win, by 1.3. And let me tell you something, Drewby. If you had just kept Austin Hooper, you would have beat this fucker and done us all a big favor and given yourself your first win. I was going to have a big party dancing and laughing and singing and kissing, and we are going to go fucking nuts for your first win, and it's all spoiled. Damn it. Um, so then on to Drew. Drew lost to Eric, and when he lost to Eric, he lost big. Because Eric dominated him. But there's a surprise. That week was America's Big Fat Loser Award for losing by the most points. And that winner is Drew. Come down and collect your cash, buddy. Yeah. And then, like I said, he almost beat Nate. Ouch. Okay. But let's look at what happened this week, this past week. Let's get into a little more detail. You know, see what was in the tides for all of us. So, the first match, uh, me versus Nick, uh, I won 140.6 to 114.6. That's a 36-point differential. Um, yeah, just a great week for my quarterbacks. Lamar Jackson doing his thing, taking care of business in Seattle. That was a pretty impressive win. Matt Stafford going nuts. Um Carrion Johnson went out early. Kenny Galladay was a ghost because Marvin Johnson just fucking did it. Uh, you know, but hey, quarterbacks do well. We all do well. Zeke did good. So yeah, pretty good week for me. Even with Chase Edmonds on the bench in that breakout game. Oh God, just fucking kills me. I could be higher up on the points. Um, Nick is just, well, he's a little depleted at quarterback. With Drew Brees still out, uh, that's got to hurt. And Kyle Allen on a bye, you can if you if you're ever in a situation like that where you got to put a non-quarterback in your super flex, it's gonna work out like one out of twenty times. It's gonna work out like if Matt Stafford was injured and I had just for some reason been like, yeah, I'm gonna put Chase Edmonds in there. That's the only time it works out. And those are those are rare events. Um, and then also his starting quarterback Carson Wentz looking. Very bad against Dallas. Very bad. Um, I don't know what's going on there. Um, okay, the next match, Matt versus Eric. There's the Matt we know and love, scoring 85.2. Back to the good old days, right, buddy? And this is a lesson for you guys. Matt is doing decent this year, and he was the worst team in the league, last, last place. But guess what? He kept hawking that waiver wire. He kept collecting picks and making trades, doing whatever he could, and now he's decent, but didn't have a good week. Um, Kyler Murray, disappointing. Not a really great game in um, against the Giants. Thought he would have. Uh, kind of fucked up my DraftKings shit, so I'm still pretty pissed about that. Um, and just the plethora of quarterbacks issue. I mean, he couldn't really make up the gap, but you know, if he had played Jacoby Brissett here... He gets another 20 points there. It's at least closer. Um, you know, if he had put in, like, Devonta Parker over um, uh, uh, Larry Fitzgerald. I mean, he's closer. He's still not winning. But, yeah, so that's tough. Uh, Eric put up 119.8. You know, pretty respectable number. I don't know if anyone really popped out there. Evan Ingram left the game early. So that was that was pretty good that he was able to hold on even with that considered. Hi guys, this is Dan popping in. I've already recorded the podcast and I just remembered I forgot something. So if I could just say one thing real quick, if you could just excuse me, I just have one thing to say. This week's award for uh, week seven was the Uncle Rico Award. Um, That's the award to the highest scoring benched quarterback in the league. Um, And that went to Matt in this matchup with Jacoby Brissett on the bench, getting 20.6 points. If you could, if you would, give it up for him. Thanks. Back to the show. Okay, next match. Oh, this is embarrassing. Devin scoring 182.4 to Devin's Dave's 101.5 after Dave won two in a row, trying to hold on, trying to get to the top. Don't tell me the Dave of last year is back. Don't tell me. Don't tell me he's going to fuck it up again. Well, give him a break, kid. Patrick Mahomes went out. Come on. If that happens, shit, you'd be lucky. You would be lucky to do well after that. Um, And then, I mean, 
all across. Oh, and oh my gosh, and Matt Ryan went out. Not that he was having a good game before he went out, but oh my gosh, yeah, that's I didn't even realize that. That's pretty crazy. Uh, both your quarterbacks going out <laughs> is is not going to be good. Um, Seattle's defense was not good, uh, pretty shitty, especially compared to Devin's. Uh, New England's defense, which has basically carried him to his record right now, I think it's the best $12 anyone's ever spent in this league. Austin Eckler finding ways to stay relevant as a receiver now, I guess, while the while the Chargers are just like, hey, Melvin Gordon's back. How do you run the ball again? <laughs> do you run the ball again? It's like, they're just fucking, they can't do it. It's like, you did it two weeks ago, and now you just have an extra player and you can't do it? It's insane. Um, and then also just Aaron Rodgers just rogering all over the place. I made a uh, declarative statement outside of the podcast, which I'm glad is not on the audio waves, but now I'm committing it. Oh, fuck it. I'm going to say it anyways. I was saying that I think I'm getting to the point at Aaron Rodgers' advanced age that I think I would take Russell Wilson over him. If you're doing one of those things where like, oh, you're starting a franchise today, who do you want? I'd say Russell Wilson. I was going to say, I think Russell Wilson's a little better. He's looking more mobile still. Uh, Rodgers could still run the ball, but not to the extent that he once did or the extent that uh, Russell Wilson currently does. And Devin also had Marvin Jones just busting all over the place. You have to be the only person in America, starting Aaron Rodgers, New England's defense, and Marvin Jones. Like, that is a huge amount of points. Dave with the David Montgomery pick. Ugh. Six yards and a fumble. Yeah, that's a bad, bad pick, man. There was no way Dave could have won this one. Too big of a deficit. Oh, another. It's embarrassing up at the top. So, the week prior, Nate... He only beats Drew by two and a half. Drew is like one better move, one right move away from taking him down. Now he loses to Billy's team. Bill scores 113.3 and Devin State, Nate scores 88.7. Oof. I mean, I don't know if anybody really did that poorly. Um, he didn't have a quarterback available that week. Wait, yes, he did. He had, whoa, whoa, whoa. All right, buddy, respect the league a little bit. You had Ryan Fitzpatrick available. But you played Damian Williams in your super flex spot? Oh, man. Big mistake, buddy. I don't know if you're not paying attention to this league, but look, you're up at the top. Give this league the respect it deserves. Now, had he played that, he'd have been closer. Um, I don't think there's any other configuration that would have got him him over the hump even still. But, yeah. Uh, on Bill's side, I don't know if anything's really interesting. Goff had a good game. Michael Thomas is being extremely relevant uh, even without... Um, whoever, Drew Brees, I don't know. We, I, have a, I haven't even taken one break so far. This is incredible. Um, yeah, David Johnson going out, hurt him, could have had a big day, like a Chase Edmonds type thing. Um, and Ryan Tannehill paying some dividends, having a decent game. Okay, oh my gosh, oh no. Oh no, I don't even want to say it. Bob puts up 163.7 and beats Drew by 67. It's the lowest points anyone's ever scored. Um, it was not a good week for Drew. Melvin Gordon, is he's looking bad. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, that fucking rain game. I, I have so many leagues where I was just pounding the Niners, the running backs, Kittle, the defense. That was Defense was decent, but God, what can you do in those kind of conditions? Um, Muhammad Sanu doing nothing. Maybe that'll turn around in his new home. Uh, Delaney Walker, 0-for-0 zero zero yards. Again, why'd you trade Austin Hooper? He had uh, 46 yards and a touchdown against you. Uh, Sam Darnold. Oh, I didn't even. Sam Darnold threw for minus 6.7. I didn't even see that. Good Lord. 86 passing yards, four picks, one fumble lost. Oh, God. That is bad. Yeah. On Bob's side, um, nothing really sticks out except Kirk Cousins and Dalvin Cook just carving up the Lions. I thought that was a, I was a little surprised at how high scoring that game was. I thought it'd be uh, a little more defensively focused okay so there's your matchup roundup that's the sound of a whip it's a roundup like a cowboy okay whoo i'm tired and i'm hungry i want to eat okay so we're almost done here but before we depart let's check in on the standings let's see who's winning this goddamn thing let's see who even has a fucking chance all right let's see who has a goddamn chance okay um so 
I'd also, again, we've, we haven't spoken in a while, so I'm going to give you the current standings, and I'm going to say not how you moved in the past week, but how you've moved since we last spoke, because I just I think that would be cuter. So, yeah. Um, Eric's in first place at 5-2. and two. Um, He has jumped up four spots since we last spoke, and he's still the number one in points scored. Now, um, and he cracked 1,000 this week. Give it up for him. Very good, very impressive. We got a number of other people, unless something goes terribly wrong, should probably crack 1,000 next week. I would say probably a little over half the league. Maybe um, everybody except for probably Bill and, and Drew definitely have the potential to crack 1,000 points this week. Eric's just one game ahead of us, I guess. Um, yeah, like I said, Eric was one of those teams. Listen up, folks. He was a borderline playoff team last year. He started the year shittier than could be. Climbed his way up to a playoff spot, um, and now he's number one in the league. So if you if it's not your year, have fucking hope. All right, we make it a tough and competitive league, but there are ways to get back on top. Okay, um, yeah, I have been talking around the league, and I gotta say, Eric is basically the 49ers of this league. Not a lot of people believe in him. They're like, look, he's doing good now. Just just wait, just wait to see what happens. I'm not saying that. That's in my anonymous um, poll of other GMs that I talk to. That's what they're saying, not me. Dave is in second place, also with five and two. Just to say the top four all have five and two. So it's pretty fucking tight. And then the next two, the next two playoff spots are at four and three. So shit could be completely, I love this parody. Shit could be completely turned up on its head in just three weeks from now. It could be completely different. It's fucking nuts out there. It's goddamn chaos. Um, Dave is standing still since we last spoke. He was still in second. He's the fourth most points scored. Ah, that doesn't seem very fair, does it? Catching a lot of breaks. And um, yeah, I wonder, <laughs> I think these two rivals being up there, and they might both share that fucking gene, that gene of just blowing it when you're so close and you blow it. It just feels like Dave is more of a candidate to slip because of the recent scoring, because of the overall points. Um, but I don't know. Some people like Eric too as well. Matt is in third place, also at five and two. He uh, is up one spot since we last spoke, and he has the six most points in the league. It's kind of inexplicable. Um, he seems to be catching everyone at the right time. Nate is in fourth place, down three spots since last time we spoke he was previously in first place so has not been good on nate's front um you know he did beat me and he beat drew but you know the amount of points that he's been putting up and then losing as big as he did to bill it's pushed him down and with the eighth most points scored it's kind of it's almost like inconceivable that he is still that high up you know, this late into the midseason. So I definitely think if I'm going to make a candidate for someone to pop out of the playoffs, maybe unexpectedly, I mean, Matt and and Nate are definitely easy targets just based off points alone. Um, Devin is down two spots. He's at number five. He has uh, a record of four and three, but he's got the second most points scored in the league. So, I mean, yeah, he lost two in a row. That really hurt him killed Dave. Um, it seems like it's been a little bit of feast or famine with Devin's lineup though. Like he's getting the huge overall point totals because of those boom weeks, but on the, on the other weeks, it's not really doing much. So it's not getting up there. I am in sixth place. I'm at four and three, the last playoff spot. I haven't moved a fucking inch and I have the third most points scored in the league. How's that fair? I don't know. I'm beaten up. I'm bloody. I'm beaten. I'm battered. I'm, I'm a fucking I'm a, I'm a fucking in a battered women's shelter over here with how badly my team is black and blued and bruised and bur bludgeoned, and it's terrible. But we're holding on. Still got a playoff spot. I'm thinking with a little bell in my life, be a nice playoff push. Ding, ding, ding. Let's get right to the top. Let's get to a nice bye week. Um, Bill is in seventh place. He has a record of three and four. Um, he hasn't moved since we spoke, and he's got the ninth most points scored. Um, Bob is in eighth place. He's up one spot since we last spoke, and he's got the fifth most points scored. Bob is just not catching breaks, and when I talk around the league, Bob is a serious candidate. People think this guy could go on a run and get a bye. 
I mean, he's two and five with the third most points scored. It's it's kind of hard to believe. Wait, that can't be possible. He's not the third most points scored. He's the fifth most points scored. I'm sorry. Um, but two and five being in the upper half of points, that's pretty that's pretty damn bad. Um, and if I look here, I don't even know how it happens because he's like, I don't know, the f- like the sixth most points allowed. So it's just kind of an odd situation. And I mean, he's only more, more points allowed by me than like two. So, I mean, he's like basically seventh, very low in the league. I don't know, odd situation, but Saquon has been out. Um, he's made good moves. Uh, he has Dalvin Cook. It seems like he probably, no, he definitely has the strongest running back core in the league this year if Saquon stays healthy. And shit, love running backs going into a playoff push. So, yeah, people are a little afraid of Bob. Um, Nick is in ninth place. He's down one. He's had some good wins. He's suffered some really fucking annoying losses. He's got the seventh most points scored in the league. This kid could be vying for a playoff spot if he could just catch a break. Um, he's got, uh, he's also two and five along with Bob, by the way. And then Drew, buddy, last place, 10th most points scored. Trust the process. Believe me, we're getting you a win. Just wait. You were so close with the Nate one. If you hadn't given it, I can't say it again. I can't say it another fucking time. But you were so close. You were so close. We're getting you a win, buddy. Don't you fucking think twice about it. And now I am very excited to share with you this week's slate of games, which it might be, I and I don't have any stats to back this up, this might be the best slate of games I have ever seen in this league, ever. If you were listening to the standings closely, just listen to this. I'm playing Devin. We are both tied with uh, at uh, four and three, our records, uh, in fifth and sixth place, respectively. Uh, Dave is playing Matt. They are both tied with their records um, at five and four, at second and third place, respectively. Eric is playing Nate. They're both tied at their records, although um, Eric is in first. Nate is in fourth. <laughs> um, Bill and Bob are playing, who are both tied at two and five, and Bill is in seventh, and Bob is in eighth. And then Nick and Drew are playing, who are at the bottom of the league. Uh, Nick has one win? or No, he's got two as well, and Drew has none. But good God, this could be Drew's week. This is huge. And I can't even choose a game of the week. They're all so juicy. So whenever I can't pick, I just go back to myself and I pick me. I pick me and Devin because we are both borderline cusp of the playoff teams. Um, I don't think, not this week at least, um, Drew, or sorry, Bob, Nick, and Bill all at two and five. They can't quite surpass us, but you know, they could they could be on their way. So this could push someone out of the playoffs. This could be a pivotal matchup. Also, given the fact we just made a big trade together. Like I said, too, I'm pretty depleted. Uh, I have a bunch of injuries, a bunch of buys. So if I win, hey, it would be pretty impressive. Okay, so yeah, give it up for me. That's your match of the week. And next week's payout, something to look forward to. I feel bad you haven't actually known what's going on unless you go way back um, in your notes. And that's most injured players on the roster. (laughs) Well, ain't that fucking beautiful. So let's see if all my bitching and crying is actually real. If it's it's true, because if so, I should win this award. Now, how it works, let's be clear, um, on, like... Monday or whatever, you know, I'm going to look at the scores and, or, you know, actually someone, fuck, they have to be injured. They can't play the game. They can't get injured mid game. So by kickoff of their game, they have to be listed as out or IR. That's how it works. Okay. Mid game injuries don't count. So yeah. So as things kick off, I will make sure that they are listed as out. Um, They did not play. And whoever's got the most is the winners of a cool five bucks. Ah, it feels so good to get that off my chest. Ah, it feels so good to be with you again, to hold you in my arms, to see the light in your eyes. You know, sometimes when you look in a coffin, 
and you see them, and everybody says, oh, I just want to, I just, I never got the chance to say goodbye. Fuck that. You don't want to say goodbye. You just want to squeeze their hand and feel them squeeze back. You just want to feel that blood in their fucking veins, baby. Some warmth, some life, and you are back in my life. I am back in yours, and I couldn't be happier. Don't be worried. No more hiatuses. We'll try not to. I mean, maybe during the holidays. We'll see, but really, we'll try not to. We'll try to be here for you, and We've got some surprises coming up. We have some guest stars. I'm expecting more of you have talked to me about some cool ideas. Remember, you could tape any voicemails. We accept all voicemails. Just send me a voice memo. You can talk shit to your weekly opponent. You can give your piece. You can defend yourself after I berate you. Do anything you want, okay? We welcome and appreciate all content here. This is a safe space where you could speak your mind, even if it's racist like Devin. Devin, I got to say, the Southern accent, I like it. Yeah, makes sense. He's moved to Columbus, so he's in the South now. He's a Southern man. Um, Yeah, anything you want, guys. And we do have some great surprises for you coming in. It's been a great year so far. I'm very excited. Very, very competitive up at the top. Can't wait to see how it shakes out. So, until next time, until the super volcano. Wait, I've already said that one. God, let me think of another disaster. Oh, until the AI pops up, decides, hey, the best way to make a most efficient planet is if we kill all these fuckers. And they do. Goodbye.